today on The Breakdown. It was raining one night. We think it was a Wednesday. And Poker Night in America was going strong. 14-time World Series of Poker champion Phil Hellmuth was playing in this 2550 cash game. And he got involved in quite the hand against Kelly Winterhalter. And we are, for I think, the second or third time ever going to have to redo this podcast. Well, we're redoing it right now anyway because of something that happened, which we're going to tell you about right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. With like a, a film noir opening, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Is there like a dark de- and stormy night? A recently divorced detective who's like just has been chasing the same guy for ten years and just can't catch him. She was all legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Something Jonathan like referenced us redoing this podcast. Yeah. It's because we know Kelly Winterhalter, and our plan was do this podcast, then interview Kelly Winterhalter about her decisions in the hand. Um, we did that. And it turns out that one of the major things that happens in the hand that Phil Helmuth does was incorrectly reported by, yeah. by the stream, and it changes everything. So we decided it was enough of a change that we had to redo it. Unfortunately for us, that means we already heard what Kelly had to say, which yes. we, did, we didn't want to do it that way, but it's a different perspective. It's okay. Yeah. Like normally we still we have our opinions. Normally we do the whole breakdown, and then like we did this with the Negreanu hand, and we did this with the Soto hand, where we figured out everything and then talked to them and saw if we were right or not. Well, we did that once, but the data was wrong and it really mattered, like the, the piece that Poker Night in America incor- incorrectly reported. And so this is just the way it's going. So we're going to tell you what happened and you can also check out that interview if you want. Later. Right. That interview is already out. It comes out at the same time, mm-hmm. um, the Kelly Winterhalter interview, and you will hear near the beginning of it where we realize, oh, yeah, that was wrong. Yeah. yeah. You, I think we even say we're going to have to redo this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are redoing it. That's cool. Um, I want to just say one other thing, too. We know Kelly Winterhalter. We're not like pals with Kelly Winterhalter. Oh, yeah. Like, we just, we, you know, we know her in the, the poker. I don't want to like overstate our relationship with Kelly or anything like that. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't trying to do anything no, like I, that. No, I, I don't I didn't think you were. I'm just. There's, there's been like an exchange of phone numbers, you know, it's that point. Yes, but like, you know, fr- friends only. <laughs> I don't know, I just don't want anyone to read any of this. That's not what I, I just I just mean it's a person that we communicate yes, with. Yes, yes. We there's some texting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Being awkward, lovey. Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to. All right. Anyway. I didn't want anyone think we were claiming anything. We're not, of okay. course. Um yeah, Kelly, a very successful person in her own right beyond Indeed. poker. She, you know, developed a skincare company that she is no longer part of. You'll you'll hear about that in the interview. Yes, in that's fact. right. Um, so she's only been playing poker for like three years, something like that, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive because she's gone from micro stakes to playing this 2550 game with names like Phil Helmuth and Rep Porter. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I've not done that. Well, no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, you haven't really tried to, to be fair. Okay. But still mm-hmm. also I haven't. Yeah. You know, anyway, whatever. I, I have done that. You play 2550 with Phil Helmuth and Rep Porter every day. Okay. Well, you have tried. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's not true. I don't do that. Anyway, this is 2550 game. Let's start it off. Okay. It starts right away with the mistake by Poker Night in America that led us to incorrectly it messed, podcast. It messed up everything. Right. Now, Phil did something that the stream said he did that we were like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. How mm. is he a pro? It's honestly still bad, but it's, not, but it's bad. not nearly as bad. Yeah. So what happens is Phil Helmuth is under the gun and he has a seven offsuit. So clearly this should just be a fold. Yeah. But the stream said he limped a seven offsuit under the gun. Right. Which was incorrect. 
Yes. He made it 200. Right. He so 4X'd he it. He at least raised a 7-off suit under the gun, which is not a good play. No. But it's a lot better than limping it. Absolutely. And this changes his range, and it changes everything about our analysis later, which is why we had to redo the podcast. Yes. So yes. that's that. Yep. Okay. So okay. Phil raised to 200 with a 7-off suit, Ace of Hearts, 7 of Diamonds under the gun. Rep Porter is plus 2, and he's got Ace of Spades, King of Diamonds. He decides just to flat. It is a deep stack cash game. That's not insane against the under the gun raiser. It's not insane. You can, you can three bet. You can flat. They're yeah. both fine. You can't fold. No, of course not. Yeah. You probably should three bet a lot more than flat, but you can flat sometimes. Yeah. Then we got a guy named Hoffman who doesn't matter. He has ace queen and he's going to call plus three. Not many aces left to my right, Jonathan. Everyone's afraid of Phil, huh? Everyone's just flatting these big hands. Well, maybe that's, and some people might say that's why he's opening a seven off under the gun. Right. Yeah. But well, as you can see, he's in big trouble equity wise. Well, well, <laughs> That's true. But like you said, not many aces left, at least. True. So unlikely to get be dominated down the road. A seven off just has like no good flops except for seven, seven, four. That's good. A seven, four is pretty good. Yeah. There's some, there's very few good flops, yeah. obviously. Anyway, let's continue. <clears throat> All right. Um, it folds around to Winterhalter, who is in the big blind, and yeah. she has queen three of hearts, and she is entirely priced in at this point. Of course. We don't know the stack sizes, um, I don't think. We're relatively deep. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's got money. <clears throat> Relatively deep. Like, meaning like 150 blinds or 200 blinds or something. So the two biggest hands, ace, queen, and ace, king, are not going to be factors. Um, so right. so don't keep, worry about that. Keep in mind, Winterhalter has queen, three of hearts, and Helmuth has ace, seven offsuit with ace of hearts, seven of diamonds. Right. The pot is $825 heading to the flop, mm-hmm. which is jack of spades, jack of hearts, seven of hearts. Yeah. So you can see why it's Winterhalter, Helmuth. Yes. Helmuth has uh, the, the pair with the top kicker. No trips, though. <laughs> and Winterhalter yes. has the queen high flush draw. I mean, Phil has two pair. Yes, he does. Don't you love when people say that? Yeah. Two pair. Yep. You mean the pair on the board in your hand? Also it's like they're almost one. embarrassed. That yeah. They're like trying to get you to muck your better hand somehow it's by saying. super lame. Yeah, I don't understand what's It's going probably on. worked at some point, though. Someone says two pair and someone mucks like one pair because they think like, oh, you have two pair. I'm a dummy. That, I'm sure that's happened. Yeah. So there you go. It's that's a little, little angle shoot. It's probably happened. Yeah. I mean... I do enjoy winning the pots when I call as a hero call on the river and they muck their hand yeah. just, just in case I, they were bluffing with a better hand. Of Those course. are good times. So that, that's kind of like a similar situation. Agreed. Yeah. That's happened to me once. I think I already talked about that, but mm-hmm. I, I made a hero call with 10 high because I was sure a guy had four or five mm-hmm. and he later, he mucked his hand and I was like, oh, cool. You had four or five. I was right. Turned out later he had queen high. <laughs> he just mucked his hand. I got the win. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, the greatest, that's like the greatest 10 high call of all time, really, then, right? Yeah. When they, you call with the worst hand and still get to win. That's outrageous. Well, there's the uh, Giuseppe Pantaleo hand yeah, where the Jack's he hand. mucks the jack high yeah. against the jack high hero call. But at least he, was, he raised the river and got called. Of course he mucked the jack high. That makes yeah. a lot more sense than just I call the bet. I mean, the guy's queen high. I get it. But like you call with 10 high and like you get to win even when you don't have the best hand. It's yeah. crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you win at poker. Yeah. You just get them to muck no matter what you have. I mean, that's a great way to win. Yeah. One way to do that is with like a sharp knife. Be like, muck your hand. <laughs> muck your hand. I, even a, I mean, a dull knife is worse, man. You know how bad it takes so long to cut through something. I mean, so much. You, you, don't have nice... them, you don't have them in like a compromised situation yet. The sharp knife is needed for the, the quick effectiveness. You understand? No. When we're talking about poker violence, <laughs> I think I know what I'm talking about. John. I feel like I feel like you're overstating your uh, your experience with the poker violence because I feel very strongly a dull knife is going to really do the job. <laughs> okay, I, I am overstating my experience. Thank true. you. 
I'm not in any poker gangs, unfortunately. Nobody will accept me into their poker gang. All right, so you have, 825 you have, kill, you have to kill a guy to get in. <laughs> $825 in the pot. Jack, Jack, seven, two hearts. Winterhalter with queen, three of hearts. Checks. Helmuth now bets 500 which is reasonable. We thought it was super weird when we thought he limped right. pre-flop and called Rep Porter's race. That's what we thought had happened. That's what we thought. We're like, how yeah. is he betting this? Yeah, why but would you ever bet this? He yeah. opened under the gun. He's, he absolutely, by the way, he actually flopped okay, but he's repping. I mean, not for, forget about repping, but he can absolutely have like all the overpairs. Yeah, and he has some jacks in his range as well. Yeah. Um, it's fine to bet this. I mean, betting it is mostly just protection. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to charge the draws and we're protecting against like king queen and stuff like that. But I mean, if we check and it checks through, like we're a lot of cards are going to come that's going to make us the second best hand if we had the best. Right. Hand. But fine. at the same time, we're not really getting too much value. Maybe we can get a call from seven, eight suited. Yeah. Worst like sevens that. can call. But that's there aren't a ton it. of worst sevens in our opponent's ranges because they decided to call our yeah. under the gun race. I imagine if we bet and get called, we're probably going to check pretty much all rivers or excuse me, all turns. Right. Yeah. Because pocket eights is going to call us. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe Rep Porter's pocket eights would consider folding, right? Because he's got two people behind yeah, him. Yeah, he might consider it. But he probably is going to call. It's close. That's close. Hoffman is much easier to call because now you just have Winterhalter behind you. Yeah. Kelly, of course, is going to call if she has two eights. Either she way, call with any pair. it is a bit of a tricky spot that we're in as Phil once we flop this on this board. And we do bet, which seems reasonable because of the protection, but it's still yeah. like kind of crappy yeah sure which is why you don't really want to play a seven off under the I don't gun. know what what i mean we got here this is like what a gift this flop was you know yeah. that we started this way so like I, you, let's bet and maybe we can maybe we can end this nightmare of a hand yeah <laughs> see this is why pre-flop hand selection is so important like we get here and everybody is probably thinking from in a vacuum perspective okay this is a tough spot for phil betting makes sense even though he's not really getting value from too many worse hands and all better hands are going to call him but i understand why he's doing it but you know what he's got to do something but don't forget, he decided to play this hand under the gun. Right. You don't have to be in this spot. Right. It's just terrible to do that to yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, Philbert's 500. Both of the good hands fold because they didn't flop anything. Ace-King and Ace-Queen both fold. Now it's on Winterhalter. What do you think she should do? She has the Queen high flush draw, Jack-Jack-7. Well, originally when we th- first did this podcast, I was surprised she didn't take an aggressive action right away. It felt like a reasonable time to do it. Yeah. It still is somewhat reasonable because the board is paired. And oh, the board's paired high with the jack. If Phil has two aces, I don't think he's folding right away. No. We can probably get him to fold later, but it's okay just to call and see if he even bets the turn. You know, like we can often win on the river if he just checks back the turn, right? I don't know. I think I think I like raising now. Yeah. Because there is a flush draw out there and there are gut shots, which are unlikely, but I think the flush draw nature of the board makes me want to raise a little bit more because mm. if we really had a jack, we would probably raise frequently due to the flush draw. Yeah. I think oh. if it's a rainbow board, we call with a jack a lot of the time, but with a flush draw, we raise a lot of the time. Also, what's the plan if we call the players to call, hit a heart and never get paid by Phil? Yeah. Like, ever? Like, that seems not great. Like, so we, I think adding fold equity in with our draw so that way if we get called, we can still hit our heart. It's less likely we have hearts. Maybe not less likely. Sorry, it's not less likely. But it's harder to figure out what we have. We also if, have, if a heart comes and we bet again, we usually have a monster. We, <laughs> we also have significantly more jacks in our range than Phil does. Yes, we absolutely do. Yeah. We absolutely do. That's another great reason to bet. By the way, it, we you have sevens race. in our range. We wouldn't know that Phil... We wouldn't necessarily know if Phil had sevens in his range. Pocket sevens? Yeah. I think under the gun raise, you could raise with pocket sevens. I think it's also like seven or eight handed, so... It's more likely you would have pocket okay. sevens. Yeah, okay. 
But like we, of course, we have all the strong hands in our range, except maybe no, even Jack Jack, we can have in our yeah, range. Yeah, we can have that in our we range. We can have like we got a stronger range. Yeah, from uh, at least the tip, the tip top. Yeah, of it. we don't have as many overpairs. Phil has all the overpairs. We have like zero overpairs. Yeah. Probably maybe we have queens. There's a chance we can have queens. We kind of never have kings and aces, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. But so, but a raise here makes a lot of sense, and I think I like a raise better than a call. Yep. Not only do we get to rep a jack pretty well because we could play a jack this way. Yeah. We have a bunch of more jacks in our range. We also just have queen high. So it's good right. to be able to win right now. And if we get there, it's hard to get paid anyway. Yeah. So, so. yeah, all the, all the reasons. But Kelly decides to call. Yeah. Which is fine. One of the things she said in her interview, which you guys can listen to or see, actually, we also do a video version, um, is that the way she is playing this hand is to, in her mind, do what she thinks Phil would expect her to most do with a jack. Right. So she thinks Phil thinks that she would call with a jack. Um, things that she brought up that were relevant to this, too, is this is the beginning of the session, so he doesn't really know anything about her. Yeah. They've never played together before, so I think she described it, and I could be slightly off. It's, it's this you know girl basically sitting next to Phil, right? Right. Who, and so he probably has a lot of um, guesses about how she plays and things like that, a lot of incorrect assumptions about how she plays. Um, turns out Kelly's a little bit of a maniac, but yeah. he doesn't know that. And you wouldn't think that if you didn't know that, right? Like if you're doing normal poker stereotyping, which it is profitable to do for yes. sure, you would assume that when Kelly shows strength, she's probably got it until we learn, oh, wait, no, she absolutely doesn't. <laughs> right. Which so we'll learn, we'll learn later. Um, so Phil doesn't know that she's got moves in her and she's like, you know, friends with Charlie Carroll and all this kind of stuff. She's just this, this, you know, young woman who's sitting next to him who happens to be playing poker at the stakes for the first time. Yep. And on TV for the first time. Right. Yeah. Um, so Kelly decides just to call. I think we both have come to the conclusion we prefer a race. Yeah, I think so. But that's fine. She decides to call. It's not the end of the world, obviously. No, no. I mean, you have to call sometimes with your flushes here too, right? You can't yeah. raise all your flushes. You know what would be the end of the world? What? Not using the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, Jonathan. Whoa. Why would that be the end of the world? Because then you wouldn't have access to the Poker Guys exclusive tournaments, mm. which are so juicy. Like a fine wine. <laughs> a fine wine, yeah. Straight or, off the vine. Or a, a really ripe peach. The, the ripest of peaches. Those but things too, are juicy. Not overripe, though. No, no. no. The perfect ripeness. For, oh, so flavorful. They explode in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> um, it is a, honestly an insane tournament we have every month. Yeah. It's the last Sunday of the month, and it's at noon Pacific time every time we play in it. It has the greatest overlay in tournament history, at least <laughs> as far as that they keep doing it, even though they yeah. know about the overlay, like nitrogen keeps doing this. I don't know why, but it's awesome. They, you know, they're a sponsor and this is part of the deal. I don't know. Right. So the buy-in is 0.1 millibits. Yeah. Which, which is, is like what? 80 cents, 80 days. cents right now. The guarantee is 100 millibits. Yeah. All right. So 0.1 to 100. That's a thousand times, right? Yeah. Thousand X. Now the most entries we've ever gotten is 65, right? Do some math, people. How are you not in this tournament? I mean, yeah. like... We need a 1,000 players to break for, the, for nitrogen to break even. The most we've ever had is 65. I won, I won it the last time we played it. I, my buy-in, I had to beat 21 other players. <laughs> we had, Including me. We had 22 players. Yeah. At the time, my buy-in was 70 cents. Mm -hmm. I beat 21 players. I got $350. Yeah, that's just unheard of in yeah. the world of, of, of all things. There's like, no part of the world where you can do that. And they're going to keep, and they just keep doing it because they want you to play on nitrogen right. because they want you to see their good software. They want you to see how they're a site with integrity. They pay out really quick, like all this stuff that's really good about them. That's why they're doing that. 
but you got to use the link in the description. Anyone who's not playing, you're kind of being a fool not to take advantage of You them. could be the worst player in the world, and it's plus EV to buy into this tournament. Like, also, you get to play with the poker guys. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. We're fun. And it costs, you know, 80 cents. It's an 80 cent buy-in. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's okay if it doesn't work out. Don't you yeah. want to check raise Jonathan and his punchable face? I mean, yeah. of course you do. I know you do. <laughs> I'm not folding. I'll just let you know right now. I'm calling. <laughs> I don't care. I'm floating with nine high. I'm making a move later. I am definitely calling. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Kelly Winterhalter, who just called. Yeah. Um, we're going to the turn now against Phil Helmuth. We have $1,825 in the pot. We got a complete garbage nothing turn card of the six of spades, mm. which never changes anything, right? There's nothing in either player's range that that makes sense it's for. It's possible Kelly could have called with two sixes. Oh, come on. Why? Why would she call with two sixes? Phil just bet into three players. We said if she had two eights, she would call, right? Yeah, it's different. How is it different? Phil has almost no sevens in his range. It just feels different, It's man. not different. Fine. Distribution, it's one pip up. Well, no, it isn't. It's, it's a few pips down. But it's, it's, it's very similar. Fine. Eights and sixes. I just don't really feel like she would, but maybe she would. Whatever. Sometimes she makes sixes I feel, full. I feel like you're caught up in the fact that eights is like middle pair and sixes is an under pair, but... Since Phil has effect, I know he has a seven, but he has effectively no sevens in his range. So yeah, that's true. You're it's right. The same. All right, so she has sixes full like seventy five percent of the time here. <laughs> is what you're going for? It's at least possible she can have sixes full. It's possible, but it's very. But we wouldn't. We wouldn't be worried about that as Phil. It's very unlikely as Phil. We think if we were ahead, we're still ahead. Yeah. If we were behind, we're still behind. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Um, okay. So I lost the thing. Okay. Look. Well. Here's what's going to happen. She's going to check. Yep, she did that. With her queen three of hearts on this fleshy board. Now, her. okay, Helmuth decides to bet, Yeah, which is categorically interesting here. Um, what do you think about betting? I'm fine with betting. I think we have to choose our size very carefully so that way we can get value from more sevens and we can get value from flush draws. Okay. Do we want to get value from flush draws or do we want to charge the flush draws? Do we want to give them a perfect price? Do we want to, like... That's a question we should be asking ourselves. We can give them a perfect price where they're supposed to call, but it's like... It's, it's neutral to call. We can give them a good price where they're profitable to call, or we can give them a bad price where they shouldn't call. I mean, we should give them a slightly bad price. We should give them, you know, we should, if, as long as you're betting more than 20% of the pot, we're giving them a bad price, right? From a flush draw point of view. No. Why? Because then you have to add the 20% when they're calling. Okay, you're right. So yeah. you have to bet like 25% of the yeah. pot to pull out. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I mean, we can bet really small, target a seven, and I think also charge the flush draws enough that it's unprofitable call if we fold when they hit their flush on the river, which I think we would probably do. If a heart comes and she donks out, we are not calling as Phil Helmuth, right? There's no chance. Are we ever trying to fold out a better hand at this point if we bet? I mean, maybe we get lucky and fold out eights and nines, but I think that isn't our goal. I think our goal right. is to get value. What do you think? I think probably, but... It's kind of strange because we're repping a stronger hand than we have when we bet. And it's, yeah. But we're still trying to get value in a way. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Also, it's a, like... It's true. It's strange to bet twice. I feel like we're going to get into the land where we're going to get bluffed at a lot because with Kelly having so many more jacks in her range than Phil, wouldn't he check back the turn so frequently with like any one-pair hand, which is effectively a two-pair hand? I mean, the thing is this, though, right? It, Phil is going to... I, our plan would be if we have aces, let's say, right? Our plan could really reasonably be to bet here because we're paying off a bet on the river anyway. It's not like we're saving a bet by checking. We're well, paying I'm, off trip jacks. But with well, this way, we get to we, charge sevens and flush draws. All right, if we have aces, are we calling a check raise? I mean, I think we probably aren't. Okay. I'm assuming Phil is not. I'm assuming Phil's bet folding like all that stuff. Yeah. 
So if that's the case, why wouldn't we want to put the bet in now and make sure we get value? Like a seven is going to fold a lot more on the river if we check when any other, like a king comes on the river and we bet, it's going to fold, right? I mean, not that we're going to bet a king, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's scare cards to like the seven, six suit. There are way more heart draws than sevens though for in Kelly's range. Um, Okay, sure. So So that's, isn't that good too? We can charge the hearts. Well, here's a quick question. If we know Phil's playing this way, can't we check raise our hearts with impunity? Um, yeah, yeah. So does, does unless he, unless he has a jack, is that? I mean, he, he's gonna. I assume he's gonna bet his jacks, right? Yeah. So not impunity, but we can. We certainly make money check raising. Yeah, Phil's highly exploitable. Right. No question about it. So uh, that that comes back to the question of if it's a good bet by Phil. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, here's the thing. If we, if as Phil, we believe Kelly is capable of check raising hearts on the turn, then we should bet and not fold a lot of our overpairs. Yeah. And if we think she's not capable, we should bet and fold those cards, right? That's all it is. And I think right now as Phil, we think she's not capable of it. That's what we'd assume. In fact, we'd also assume she's often going to raise those, those flush draws on the flop. So once we get to the turn, we think she's less likely to have flush draws that she's going to raise anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think it's reasonable to bet. If she check raises, we're just going to have to fold because she has all the jacks compared to us. And that's okay until we believe she's exploiting us. I think we can exploit her or think we're exploiting her anyway. We're not, but you know what I mean? Okay. What do you think? I think that's all fine. I think I default to checking here, yeah. even though I'm never in the spot with a seven off under the gun. Of course, but, but whatever. Call, pretend you have two nines. Yeah, I default to checking here and like folding to all hearts in the river if she bets and figuring it out if she bets and there's not a heart in the river, that type of thing. Yeah, I think I like a bet better. I think I think it's better to bet. We are we our range is still destroying her range. Like, well, okay, here's a here's another thing. Yeah, you on underlying all of your analysis there is the assumption that she's going to continue calling with a worse seven. Oh, that's an interesting point. Well, we're trying to we're trying to size it in a particular way, but that's a good point. I mean, like, we bet a second time, it's like I really can't be like you have kings, and right? you like can't really improve with a worse seven. It's yeah. not it's not really a hand that can improve on this board. Yeah, you have to have a seven for it to be a problem for us. Or, a se- or, a se- or another seven have to come on the river. That's yeah. it. That's a good point. So I think that is a big problem for Phil here. Obviously, he also blocks sevens. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. The fact that the jacks are paired does make it a little easier to, um, to check back, actually, right? Yeah. If, if we're folding out sevens, if almost any size bet is folding out sevens, it makes it a less good. I think, I mean, maybe not like a, you know, 5% pop bet, but I think most size bets should fold out sevens. Like, what about two eights? Probably should fold those out. Yeah. Yeah. Two eights and two nines probably just have to fold. Yeah. Right? Tens so are going to have to strongly consider folding. Yeah. All those things. So, I mean, as filled with our actual hand, then maybe that's, now we're folding out a few better hands. That's cool. We're not getting value from the worst hands, but we're folding out a few better hands. That is true. That's accurate. But I don't think that's really our goal here for betting, right? No, we're just we're trying to charge the flush draw. Like eights, nines, and tens are so few combinatorially of, of Kelly's hands mm-hmm. that we shouldn't really think about it too much. I mean, look, you can definitely make a very reasonable case that we can check back the turn. And we can't play perfectly, but we can come close because the seven pairs, and we have kings, of course. Now, yeah. if the seven pairs and we're, we're Phil, it's different. Um, if a heart comes, we're going to fold. Um, if a heart doesn't come, we're probably going to call, right? And of course, once in a while, once in a while, her weird heart draw stuff is going to like win. Like she's going to have jack, not, a 10 nine of hearts, a 10's going to river. She's going to bet it for value. I don't know if she's actually going to bet it for no. value, though. No. Well, when we check back the turn, she might. 
because now we don't have very many overpairs, right? Why? Why don't we have overpairs? Well, because we ha- we're supposed to bet a lot. I don't know. I don't know if we are. I think we probably are. When Kelly has so many jacks in her range? She has a lot of jacks in her range, but she also has a lot of flush draws in her range, right? You made the case that she has more flush draws. Than sevens. Than sevens. She obviously is going to have more flush draws than jacks, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit. There's only there's two jacks on the board. I mean, Right, but she has more combos. jacks than sevens. And um, we, and probably. And from Phil's perspective, there's equal jacks and sevens available. True. True. If we can't get value out of a seven, it does make the whole bet thing a lot more questionable. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, for sure. Especially early on where our image is Phil is probably that we're tight. Right? No one three bet us in spots where they absolutely could. Yeah, like Rep Porter just flatted ace king. And that guy Hoffman flatted ace queen. Yeah. Both of those. Like, if you see Phil go on one of his weird tilty rampages where he just raises three seven off under the gun and stuff where he starts doing that a lot. Of course you're three betting ace queen in that spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to call you, by the way, and you're going to get crazy value. <laughs> Well, or you're going to lose, mm-hmm. which can happen yeah. in the poker. Anyway, I mostly don't like Phil's bet is my conclusion on that. Mm-hmm. And how about you? Well, he bet 700 into 1800, by the way. So he did go with the small side. He went for the small. So he was trying to get value slash charge things yeah. at least, right? Uh, here's what I'm trying to balance. I'm trying to balance the things you're saying, which sound very reasonable, to... Like, it just seems like wrong to have like such a huge checkback range here. Like, we're gonna want to bet some things for value, obviously, yeah. right? Um, like, if we had pocket sevens, we certainly would be betting. If we had a jack, we'd be betting those things, right? If we had ace x of hearts, would we be checking or betting? We might bet that. I think right? we're betting that. I think we can also bet all of our like pocket nines and better that do not contain a heart. I think we can choose that those as our bets, and maybe if we do have a heart in our pocket pair hand, we don't bet. So why pocket nines? Where did you come up with that? Because Kelly doesn't rate to have tens too often. Like that's a tough hand for her to have. Mm-hmm. Maybe we choose tens as the cutoff instead. But I'm just think, trying to think of spots where we have more under pairs that we can get called by, potentially. Okay. Maybe I it's mean, tens. Maybe it's tens. I mean, maybe. I mean, A7 and 9s, there's very few combos in between those two things anyway. There's All right. six combos Maybe it's eights. queens. Maybe it's just over pairs. Mm-hmm. But we bet we bet when we don't have a heart. And we check when... Wait, how did I want to do it? I don't know. We bet... You want her to have a flush draw? No. We want her want to have, her... I want her to have a flush draw more often. If you so, think she has a flush draw, you should bet. Right? That's your point. Yes. So when you don't have a heart, you bet. Yes. Got bet it. when you don't have a heart. That makes sense. Yeah. You're not blocking the flush draw, so yeah. you bet. Trying to get value out of a flush draw. Yeah. And charge it. Because she also may not take a shot on the river, by the way, when she misses her flush because you're under the gun and you're right. Phil home youth. She may just be like... All right, so know. what do you think about that for expanding our range of betting? I like it. Um, I don't know why we wouldn't go down. I kind of like including 10s and 9s and 8s and a 7 also in the same way, honestly. Um, but I like that idea. I like conceptually where you're coming from for sure. Well, then Phil should check because he has the ace of hearts. Oh, you're so happy with that. Did all this uh, set no. this whole thing up? Um, yeah, having the ace of hearts really does hurt the flush draw combos for yeah. sure. Being the big blind, she can have a lot more flush draw combos. True. Um, than almost anyone than anyone else can have, right? But she has every ace X of hearts combo and not necessarily every other suited heart combo. She has most of them. Though. Most of them, but not Oh, you're right, but yeah. not all. She may not have nine deuce su- yeah. suited or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um yeah. She may not have eight deuce suited. She may right. fold those. She's probably supposed to fold those, right? Um I don't even know anymore what you're supposed to do with those hands. <laughs> anyway, we figured it out. He's not supposed to bet because he has the ace of hearts. Okay. 
Because he's that? blocking. Because yeah. he's blocking that, right? And it, by the way, he's also blocking a seven. So there's right. less sevens for her. He's actually blocking everything he wants her to have. Okay, it's kind of a problem. Okay, there we go. We did it. Okay. We also did another thing, which is called talking about dash digital cash, Jonathan. That's what it's called. I mean, when I say we did it, I mean, we've done it in other times, but we're going to do it again right now. We are. Let's do it. Okay. So Dash is a cryptocurrency. Dash digital cash. Are you going to do that every time I say something? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, you can uh, use on iOS and on Android. You can download a Dash wallet. It's free. It's easy. That's how you can hold your Dash, transfer it to your friends. Guess how long it takes to transfer, Jonathan? Dash. Cool. Very good. Um, it takes it takes basically no time to transfer. If I were to send Jonathan Dash, yeah. it would take one to four seconds, phone they, to phone. I actually um, listened to a podcast just the other day. Actually, a podcast we're about to be on called Crypto Basic, where they talked about Dash, and they said uh, it's 1.3 seconds is actually the wallet transfer time. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a lot faster than a credit card. As long as you have that Dash wallet, it shows up right away, almost no matter where it's being sent from. So you send it from a Trezor, you know, cold storage thing, anything. As long as it's coming into that dash wall, bam, it's right away there. Jonathan and I actually made a video that outlined how fast dash is along with other cool stuff about dash and and cryptocurrency in general, but mostly about dash where we show us transferring dash from one phone to another. And it's insane how fast it is. That's correct. And that video is in the description if you want to check it out. Yes. Also download the dash wallet. Yes. Also, you know, just um, love us. Did we talk about the transaction fees? No, I wasn't really listening. Um, okay, <laughs> transaction fee is super cheap. It's uh, I believe it's one thousandth of a dash is a transaction fee. So it's essentially nada, nothing. In this case, it's point like three seven cents. That's right, point three seven cents. It's yeah. so little they don't have the U.S. government doesn't make a coin that you could pay for it. With. That's how tiny <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah. So don't worry about the cost. Don't worry about yeah. the time. It's super fast, super cheap. Dash digital cash. It's got a chance to rule the world. Go buy some limes. Dash digital cash. Cool. Did you say go buy some limes? I was trying to do a rhyme. With what? But I didn't have time. That's good. I was listening to Sublime. Yeah. The way you're looking at me is a crime. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Right. Let's get to the hand. All right. Uh, Adam River. T- Adam Sandler's done that before. Um, all right. Well, actually, we're still on the turn, right? Because Phil does bet. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even say what happened. I know. You just like jumped right into the ad. Nice. Yeah. Phil bets. He bets 700. Winterhalter decides to call again. Again, great opportunity to take an aggressive action. Yep. You could rep a jack at this point by, by raising. Yeah. And we did ask Kelly about why she didn't decide to take an aggressive action earlier in the hand because yeah. she has so many jacks in her range. And um, her answer was about how Phil perceives her, as I kind of alluded to earlier. She thought that Phil would see her calling as like a clear, slow play and all that stuff. Yeah. She thought that the line she ultimately ends up taking here is the one that looks most like her having a jack right. to fill. Right. Now, she is in her body, so she knows how people perceive her better than we would, right? Yeah. Um, I would... I Like, on the face of it, I would question it, but she's successful. She knows what she's doing, and she pull, she's going to pull this hand off, you know? Yeah. So we'll see in a second how she pulls this hand off. But so she she's on to something here. Yeah, all that said, I still prefer an aggressive action earlier. Me too. I really do. I mean, I think the turn is a great time to, p- to pull an aggressive act. This is where your Phil, I think, like we were saying, like you're kind of bet folding aces, right? Yeah. Like we can get him off pretty much everything except trip jacks here. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. The amount of hands that are going to be able to call compared to the amount of hands that are going to bet is just outrageous. He also may be betting 
some other stuff, which we'd really be happy to fold, i.e. flush draws. What if a- he has the nut flush draw? Or a7. We he may just to- fold that when we check raise the turn on a paired board. Or yep. a7, yeah. Right. We're, happy, we're happy to have him fold a7. And Phil might have more jacks in his range than we think, but in Kelly's shoes, she probably doesn't realize that he's opening garbage like a7 off under the That's gun. That's really fair. I mean, at this point, I mean, I would think Phil has an overpair. Yeah. And I, I think his jacks are like ace-jack off probably, mm-hmm. and then king-jack suited down to jack-10 suited. Yeah. And that's it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not a ton. Right. Not a ton at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wish we took an aggressive action earlier, but we didn't. We're going to go to the river. Yeah. Uh, so the pot is 3,225. And I remember this now from the last time we did this podcast. I didn't write down the river, but it's a brick. Oh, man. It's a total brick. It's like a deuce of clubs. Or yeah. Something. It's, it's a super bricky brick. Good. I'm glad when we redid the podcast, we didn't. We didn't change anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I hope it's as much of a brick as I thought. It's No, it's a brick for sure. Yeah. I know it's not a heart. It's not a heart. It's not a big card. It doesn't improve anybody. Right. It's not and, like a king or anything like that. And now Winterhalter decides to lead. Yes. How much does she lead for? She leads for 1400 Into? Into 3225 Wow. Small bet. Wow. And about as fast as it takes to transact dash, Phil snap folds. Yeah. Which, to Kelly's point, may be... The way Phil's perceiving her based on her being a younger woman who just sat down who he's never seen before. Yeah. He thinks she always has it here. Right. Obviously, she has queen high. She does not have it. Yeah. But, and she said later on in the session after he got to watch her, you know, go crazy a bunch, she would never try this play. Okay. So we both prefer taking an aggressive action earlier. Yes. We have to ask a couple questions here about if this is a good bet. Yeah. My I have a question a about, about puberty. <laughs> what about it? <laughs> When is it going to be over for you? I don't know. <laughs> okay. it, you know, I'm only 31. <laughs> okay. It takes some time for these things sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can we reasonably expect to fold out an overpair? Okay. Only against people who think they are like able to play hyper exploitively against us. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. What's an example of that? <laughs> I'm going to go with PH. Yeah. Phil Helmuth. Good target. I mean, it's she sizes it in such a way that feels like She's begging aces to call her. Phil is a great target for this for a couple of reasons. Yeah. The thing you already said, where Phil thinks he can exploit everybody perfectly. Yeah. He has no interest in GTO whatsoever, no, obviously, based on not. him opening A7 off under the gun. No, he's not. And he's not going to be interested in protecting his range and distribution. He is going to be far less price sensitive than a, than a mathy GTO of player. Of course. And so he's going to think about this bet categorically. But if he is price sensitive, he's probably going to read it as strength anyway and be more apt to fold anyway. Right. There's that. And beyond that, I think maybe the best part of this is that we can fold out over pairs because it's Phil Helmuth and he doesn't give a crap about distribution. He's right. like, you have a jack or you don't have a jack. It doesn't matter to me where I fit in my distribution because I'm either heroing or I'm not. Right. And I'm not because you're a young woman. Right. Yeah. And, you know, against certain players, that works really well, by the way. Yeah. Like, maybe Phil's right to do this play at this point based on what he knows about Kelly. Yeah. Maybe, like, the majority of the young women who are roughly Kelly's age and whatever do the things she does in this hand and that he had done up to, she had done up to this point in the session. It's profitable to fold aces there, perhaps. Yeah. But this is why it's a problem, right? You, if you're going to fold aces, if you're only calling with trip jacks or better, which is effectively what we think Phil's doing. Yes, I think even though Even though he folds, maybe in his mind, by the way, it is distribution-based. Maybe he is calling with aces and kings, but he's folding a seven because that's near the bottom of his distribution in his mind. But I, I don't it. think that's going I on I doubt it. Yeah, me too. No, he's he folds like, way too fast. He goes based on his read, you know? Yeah. He's just like, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. 
He, in fact, he shows the A7. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a terrible idea. It shows everyone he's opening with under the gun. Yeah. And that he's super exploitable. Yep. It's just a bad plan. Um, wow. All right. So if everything we just said is actually true about Phil, yeah. then this is a great play by Kelly. Yes. Because then he has to have trip jacks to call, and it's so rare that he has trip jacks. It's a great b- play by Kelly. However, she almost has the flush part, the flush draw part of her hand has almost no actual value. Right. Except that when she gets there, then she doesn't have to bluff him. Right. She gets to win that way, too. So that's that's the value of it, the actual equity of it. But there's no, there's like, she's not going to get paid if she gets there against Phil, clearly. Yes. Right. And she has to turn her hand into a bluff or she gets there. Like, there's no implied odds, I guess is what I'm saying. And so that that's problematic. And I wonder if that's the mistake. I, I feel like that may be a mistake. I agree. I think once we get to the river, I like the thought that she has. Me too. And I think she chose the right target for it. Yeah. But... Throughout the entirety of the hand, I don't think she played it in the most plus EV way. I think taking an aggressive action earlier would be more plus EV for all of the reasons. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um, just feels like there's so many great opportunities to take advantage of that very tight image, which she has or she imagines she has with Phil anyway. She, she check-raises the turn. He's probably going to fold aces the same degree that if she bets out the river. This way, if she gets called and she's wrong, she has a safety valve right. of, like, you can hit the flush. She also said something else kind of cool in the interview that I yeah. liked, which is she wouldn't have done this later in the session once Phil had played enough to be tilted. Oh, yeah. Because Phil is going to f- call so much more frequently when he's tilted. Smart. Yeah. So she understood that it was early and that Phil was not yet tilted. And I love also the implication that no matter what, eventually Phil will be tilted. <laughs> 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 Which is probably true. What is going on? Yeah, he says that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's... Like, he has to run perfect to never get tilted in a cash game. Like, has he ever played a six-hour... How frequently does Phil get through a six-hour cash game without getting tilted? Well, there's different levels of tilt, though, yeah. right? And we've seen Phil where he completely loses his mind, plays like every hand, plays it terribly, doesn't right. care. Blames the dealer for everything. Right. And then we've also seen him where he's talking a lot, he's yelling a lot, but he's actually playing the same style. Yeah, that's so true. So they're different. Right. I agree. So I don't see him, like, lose his mind so much. Like, in the high-stakes poker games, though, which is, like, the worst place to do it. Against the yeah. best players and for the most money... Uh, you know, is when he'll sometimes lose his mind because Negrano beats him three sta- straight pots. By the way, when Negrano always had the best hand at every stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he just like starts raising the 9-4 off to the world. And it looks like he belongs on poker time. You know? <laughs> yep. Poker time, by the way, is, of course, our cash game and uh, sit and go. And you should videos. all watch it. And if you're not, you're bad people. It's really good. It is. It's on our YouTube channel. You should check it out. You should check it out or you're, you know, not part of the, f- the family anymore. The wow. Poker guy's family. You're either in or you're out. No kimono for you. That's what I right. say. Right. Your blood or your your nothing. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Well, anyway, you guys should check out the interview we did with Kelly Winterhalter. Yeah. It's going to be available in video and podcast form. It'll be out by now, by the time this podcast is out. So check that out to hear her thoughts and also a little bit more about her. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next podcast. All right. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.